from the host that brought you to Coding Westworld. And Westworld the Recapables. Comes the Ringer Prestige TV podcast on Westworld. I'm Joanna Robinson. I'm Danny Heifetz. And I'm David Shoemaker. Welcome to Westworld Season 4 and the Prestige TV Podcast feed, where we're going to break down every episode of Westworld Season 4. Every Monday, the day after the show comes out on the Prestige TV Podcast feed. Wherever you get your podcasts, but get them on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Welcome to an international edition of Food News. I'm Juliette Littman. And I'm David Jacoby. Let's put 30 minutes on the clock. 30 Jacoby, minutes. today's international because you are out of the country. Do you want to say where you are? I'm in the country of Mexico. Wow. In a remote location at a wellness suite. Oh my God. Surrounded by wonderful plants and wildlife and lizards and, and odd looking squirrels. I know that you're on vacation because you've got a little bit of facial hair, which you don't usually have for television. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I grow it out a little bit and I don't have shows. That's great. You're, you're crushing I'm gonna start, it. I'm going to start mixing it back in. I, I've got a nice salt and pepper thing going it's, on. It's good, which I didn't yeah. Used to it's, have. it's working for you. Yeah, I'm going to start I'm gonna start weaving this into the, the everyday Jacoby Luke's. That's great. All right, we got to get going. The first story today is near and dear to our hearts. You and I follow on Instagram Keith McNally. He is a restaurateur. Mm-hmm. He is controversial. He is a lot of things. He chronicles what happens at his many restaurants. He is a restaurateur of Morandi. Um, he used to be a part of the Odeon, but no longer is. He's got Mineta Tavern and he's got Balthazar. And today we were talking about Balthazar. And I, I eat at least two of these establishments a, a week. I Odeon is part of my weekly routine. Morandi is part of my weekly routine. And it's the Odeon. It's the, the Odeon. Odeon. Everyone calls it Odeon, but it's, the, it's like the Ohio State University. It's exactly. the Odeon. <laughs> also, recently discussed because they have that bomb granola that I really recommend. Mm. So, Keith McNally posted on his Instagram this, a couple of days ago that if you left your ring behind in the bathroom at Balthazar, he has it. A couple apparently had sex in the bathroom. Someone took their ring off and left it behind. And if you want it back, DM Keith. New York Post is all over this, got aggregated. 
And it's pretty huge. This is from Friday, July 1st, one week ago. And uh, there was 480 dinners, 36 walk-ins, 24 cancellations, five no-shows, one ring, at least one confirmed bathroom coitus. Okay. First of all, I support bathroom coitus. Now, the, the main questions here are two things. Number one, I hated how they called a small wedding ring. They kind of like threw shade at the ring. You know, I was like, that's just unnecessary. That's unnecessary to call it a small wedding ring. One. Number two, the biggest question comes at the end is, was this person that has such a small wedding ring, were they having sex in the bathroom with their spouse or with someone else? Because I'm leaning the latter. Definitely the latter. I think that's heavily, heavily implied by the headline couple and not like married couple mm. or whatever. Like, I think this at least want us to believe that is a, that it is a uh, an affair of some kind, some kind of tryst, something that is not meant to for public consumption. Well, as a, as another follow-up question, let's, let's imagine you're at the point in, in, in your, um, extramarital affair where you're having sex in the bathroom. bathroom. I don't think sliding the wedding ring off at the last second is really going to change anything. You know no. what I mean? <laughs> I mean it's, it's like, you're already in the stall. The, the, the woman came to the men's bathroom. Okay. She's in the stall of the men's bathroom with you. Like it's even sliding. It's like, Oh, I'm wearing my wedding ring. She, this, I better take this off. And so to keep this, this vibe going. Well, what if it's a, a mental block for one of the participants? Like they can't, mm. they need to take it off to like really enjoy themselves. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Good angle. Can I? Good angle. Thank you. Can I just tell you one thing? Um, as I said, Keith McNally's controversial. Like he supported Woody Allen uh, in many controversies. He also um, like had a public feud with Graydon Carter, which was pretty one-sided last summer because Graydon Carter, Carter no-showed a table for 12 um, and Keith never got over it. Anyway, I wanted to make sure I had a lot of my Keith facts. As he, as I said, he's controversial. And in doing so, I learned Belkser is actually known for people having sex in the bathroom. I was reading a New York Times article from a year ago and it begins by quoting... Um, a bartender from Balthazar saying people are horny. And that's because also it, it says in the article, patrons made out of their tables, took trips together to the bathroom. So like, this is a thing. Balthazar it's bathroom thing. sex is a thing. Well, there's also in Balthazar, there's one woman who routinely, this is, she's a repeat offender, gets naked and smokes cigarettes in the women's bathroom, <laughs> which is just, which is even wilder than having sex. It's just like, she gets down to the bathroom, disrobes, Way wilder. Way sits, wilder. sits on the counter and just like lights up a marble red. You know, it's just like, wow, like that. I mean, imagine just, you're, you know, you're Juliet Littman, you're, you're in between courses, you really have to urinate. You're like, excuse me for a second, I'll be right back. You open up the bathroom door and there's just like some woman there just surrounded by cigarette smoke, just freely nude. Do you continue to urinate? Yeah, when you got when nature calls, course, nature calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have to say, like, I understand the thrill of being like, ooh, people have sex in the bathroom with Baltazar. Like, let's do it too. Like, I get that. You know, it's a good good story. I don't understand wanting to be nude in a public bathroom. As a woman who wears a who wears bathing suits, if you're ever like have to use a public bathroom and you're wearing one piece and you have to take it off to go to the bathroom, it's just the worst fucking feeling. <laughs> so I can't understand <laughs> wanting to do this. No, <laughs> showers, airplanes, bathrooms, overrated, overrated locations for sex. Just overrated locations for sex. There's better places to have sex. You know, I like a story, though. Like, I think there's, you know, ha ha being able to say it happened is kind of cool. Yeah. I yeah, I, well, sure. I think I think you approach these things differently when you've been with the same woman for 20 years and when you're like single and doing fun <laughs> stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs>
Sure. <laughs> Let's move on. Yes. Next next story, only related in name in headline only. This is from Bloomberg, the secret sauce that made Slutty Vegan a $100 million chain. So I sent this to our group text because I was really excited about the headline, Slutty Vegan. And then I actually read the article in Bloomberg, and it's really cool. Slutty Vegan. It's really interesting. I yeah. read the entire thing as well. Me too. Slutty Vegan is a burger chain in Georgia that is expanding. Two locations are coming to New York, moving going to Birmingham, Alabama as well. It is a vegan burger shop that's also socially conscious. It started in Atlanta by a young woman who is 34. Her name is Pinky Cole. I'm going to go with Pinky Uh, Cole. Pinky Cole. You're correct. Um, She is the CEO. They've raised, she's raised a hundred million dollars for her business. When you just raised 25 based on a hundred million dollar valuation. Thank you. I, I, Mm -hmm. I, I'm failing at at giving all the particulars. Thanks so much. Anyway, um, when you go into a slutty vegan shop, they ask you about you and then they yell your answers across the store. They play Atlanta rap music um, and it's a whole vibe. And she's like an incredible entrepreneur who's helping other people become entrepreneurs by gifting them LLCs and like trying to represent the communities that she's from. It, this is like really awesome. And I hope Pinky Cole and Slutty Vegan find a ton of success and supplant some of the fast food places we already know. I love this. It sounds amazing. She sounds like a like a, a great person that has a good heart and makes good burgers. The picture of the burger looked good. Yeah. I do have one note though. You know, I can always find like a negative angle on anything. Of course. I did read the headline, right? Read the headline again, please. The secret sauce that's made slutty vegan a one hundred million dollar chain. I thought I was going to find out about the actual sauce. Well, <laughs> I she... didn't know it was. I didn't know it was like the proverbial secret sauce because uh, they have a picture of the burger and the sauce looks slamming. It's like called slutty sauce. It's or called whatever. I'm like, sauce, Tell me yes. more about yeah. Tell me more about the sauce. Well, like she... oh, this is food news. Uh, this isn't business news. I want to know about the sauce. It looks I good. do. I do too. I I'm like now definitively excited to try a slutty vegan when it comes to Brooklyn. There's me also too. slut dust. Like what is that? I mean, is it's, it like salt? Seasoning. Like a seasoning? Yeah. Seasoning. Like, yeah. It's a seasoning. Yeah. Sounds fantastic. It's good. It's I, I like the whole thing. I like the way they sort of like, uh, they, they, they kind of explain how it was a vibe. Like when you go in, it's like high energy. The people are happy. You know what I mean? It's not just like just miserable teenagers just being like, what do you want? You know what I mean? Or like <laughs> or push the buttons on a kiosk. Like I can't even order. I can't even order like a big Mac from a person anymore. I have to like talk to a computer. This sounds great. I, I wish her the best. I like it. Let's move on. And it looks good. It looks good too. Like the picture. Of the it really does. Uh, we're going to try it. This will be a taste test when it comes to Brooklyn. I'm I can't, in. can't wait. Next from food and wine. Stupid General Mills. Uh, cereals is releasing 23 se- cereal scented candles. And it's things like tricks, lucky charms, cinnamon toast, crunch, honey nut Cheerios. It's available at target. And I would just like to stress 23 cereal yes. candle flavors. The world does not need this. Just do the cinnamon toast crunch one and move on with your life. There's, there are many cereals that I don't need scented in, to scent my house. You know what I mean? Like, and there's so many options with candles. With the, I'm glad you brought the 23 thing because there was another quick quote in this from the person that works at Target that was like, oh, candles are our highest selling home item. I was like, really? I know. Candles? Well, Target does have really good candles. I, I'm all about a great candle. I think it can really like... It's you know fragrant. It can look pretty. I like to use them candles mm. as um, bookends, and like I just think they're great. But I do not want a candle scented like a food that I eat somewhat frequently. Like then it's just like tricking your mind to being hungry for Lucky Charms. Oh, like, ooh, I, don't, I like this too. Yeah, I don't need that. I just I, I don't like. Okay, then I have to go get Lucky Charms and eat it. Like I don't I don't understand. Like that's a no for me, dog. 
Also, most cereals are not like, God, I love the smell of Fruit Loops. Like I'm just no one says that. No. It's not it's not like it's not an aromatic food. Like cinnamon toast crunch is the only one that I could see working because it's got that definitive sort of cinnamon toast crunch flavor and they drink the milk and everything. But like I've never like opened up a box of Lucky Charms and stuck my face in like minutes. Ah magically <laughs> delicious. Just never happened. No, I completely agree. Um moving on. Last week was July 4th, you may recall, since, I don't know, you were still in America, I think, on July 4th, but I assume that you could check the calendar even in Mexico. So anyway, mm-hmm. as per usual, Joey Chestnut did, like, his hot dog eating stunt at Nathan's in Coney Island, except this year, he also had to fend off a protester, and um, someone who was protesting animal cruelty uh, got in front of him, and if you look at the pictures... Joey Chestnut. The, the Darth Vader mask. He's, yeah. got, he's wearing a Darth Vader mask. That's important. Holding up a sign, which we'll get to in a second. But Joey Chestnut just immediately goes with the the, the rear naked choke. Yeah. Like Joey Chestnut just, just yokes him up really quick. He's in the middle of his yearly competition, which is the most highest profile event of his calendar year. Yeah. And he's got the close. time to assault somebody. Yeah, I like it. I mean. I like, he, and he won. And he won. It wasn't even close. He was like 14 hot dogs against the second place person. Yeah. He still did 63. He's also holding a hot dog, like as he has this guy in in basically a what's it called a an rear naked choke, I believe. Yeah, a headlock. I was gonna call it a headlock. Yeah, headlock. Yeah, headlocks. That's good. <laughs> First of all, I'm just like, how did he continue to eat so quickly? Um, apparently, he told ESPN that he did an interview, or he did an interview, and he said it was, he was having food aggression, like dogs have. Um, I'm like, okay. Oh, 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 I like that. Yeah, I guess. Sure. Um. I just thought the whole thing was super duper uh, weird. I don't understand how this happened, but you mentioned the sign, this guy's sign. Expose mm. Smithfield's Death Star. Smithfield is a maker of hot dogs. Um, okay. I've, I've Listen, I'm sure awful things happen at Smithfield, and I'm sure that we probably shouldn't be eating hot dogs. I know this is a, in your war against hot dogs. I'm, there's a hot dog story every single week, which I, which I appreciate, Juliet, to bring them back into your life. But much like the Mona Lisa protester, like communicate directly to your audience. This is your one chance. Why are we, why are we baking a star Wars theme into your anti food, big food protest? I mean, I guess cause it's the most high profile hot dog event of the year. So they seized the opportunity. But what's that got to do with Star Wars? Well, like, put a pig mask on. It's putting it into language that Americans can understand. It's like Darth Vader evil. Sure. But then also, it also when you have the even Smithfield make sense, part of though. the sign, he covers the or he or she covers the S in Smithfield, so it says Mythfield, and then you have to Google it to even find out what we're protesting against. They just need they need like a communications director, some of these protesters. Like figure out what you want people to do after they see this. Because I looked at it and I said, still gonna eat a hot dog. I mean, I think the bigger issue is it's mixed, even though he's signaling evil. He, mm. by holding the Smithfield sign, makes it seem like he is evil, not Smithfield. Like he's identifying as Darth Vader, and it's like mixed oh, messaging. Like, like he should be Luke, I think, being like, take down that Death Star or something. I don't. I'm, <laughs> I'm not up on my Star Wars, but I I think it's it, a mixed metaphor, and it doesn't really work. It, it, it's there's it's there's no reason to have this party to have a Star Wars theme. That's all no, I have to say. You can just go up there and protest the, 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 the unethical treatment of pigs. That's all you have to do. You do not need to theme this with like a 1978 blockbuster. Agreed. Um, let's move on. We are going to talk about Victoria Beckham next, but I actually want to switch it up and I want to talk about this big, big news that came out today. 
Amazon. Can we get to Beckham? Yeah, we'll come back to it. Don't worry. Yeah, okay, definitely. Great. But this is like going to impact our lives and many people's lives. Amazon has made a deal with Grubhub where um, some Prime users or Prime users can get free delivery from certain restaurants in, in their area. Producer Mike has already signed up for it. And great. this is cool, I guess. I don't know. I'm mixed on Amazon. But the big the big reveal to me this is predicated upon the fact that apparently the delivery industry is really suffering because people are like going back to restaurants. And like, I honestly find this shocking. Like who? Me too. That was, I, that was my takeaway from reading this article as well. Yeah. Like, is everyone just done ordering in? Because I still order yeah. in a lot. I thought people picked up new habits of ordering in during the pandemic that were going to last a lifetime, that this business should be booming. My only thing that would make sense is it could be a fractured market because now there, there's so many. Once upon a time, it was, it was DoorDash or only or whatever. You'd had one app on your phone or seamless. I've got multiple food delivery apps on my phone and, and I don't really even care which one I click on. So I think that might be why the, the demand has gone down. It can't be that, oh, people are going back to restaurants because I think pick, people picked up new habits and said, you know what? The restaurant are kind of overrated. I can just have somebody come to my door, ring my doorbell and bring me the exact food that I want. That's a better experience sitting on my couch. I know. I'm just so shocked by this. In the article, it says that um, Grubhub was was acquired by a Dutch company called Just Eat and it paid $7.3 billion. And that was in, I believe, 2020. And now if it was to go up for sale, it'd be less than $1 billion. And last year, last year, Grubhub lost $410 million. Who's at the wheel? Who is at the wheel? How do you, how do you, how do you you go to 7% of what you were worth two years ago? Oh my, less from 7, 7 billion to 1 billion. It's like, yeah, it's insane. It's it's really bad. 12 billion to 1 billion is like 8%. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's it's insane. It's, we don't have to do the math, please. Okay. People aren't here for math, <laughs> accurate math. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's crazy. Mike already signed up for this though. So, you know, here, here yeah, we are. So we got one person, got yeah, one maybe person. 1 billion, 1 billion and $1 now that Mike Warbuck or Warbuck signed up. Basically, I mean, it's not funny. And I talk about Whole Foods so constantly because I go to it all the time, but like Amazon is honestly the only like retailer one could potentially need. Like, you can just get everything oh, yeah. from Amazon, literally. Ordering in, groceries, everything. Jacob, Jacoby confession time. I set up my Amazon account uh-huh. like 10 months ago. <laughs> 10 months ago? I thought it was less. Also, I thought you already confessed this, or was that just not on the pod? No, it's not on the pod, yeah. It was, I just used my wife's. It's and the I was most like, insane thing Amazon, I've ever heard of. Order it's... this from Amazon. And then I got it, and I was like, this is amazing. You can get anything. I love this. I got some doorstoppers. It's so weird. Like you went really deep into the COVID life without Amazon. Amazon. (laughs) Yes, yes. All right. Now on to Posh Spice. Lots of controversy over Posh Spice's uh, diet. So David Beckham went on a podcast, of course, and he said that his wife only eats like fish and vegetables. And he was really shading her. And he was like talking about his own enthusiasm for food compared to her. And then this week she did a a story with Vogue because she's a new fashion line that came out. Vogue Australia, I should say. And she refuted him in the press. She used used her opportunity launching her new clothes line to make it clear that actually she just eats healthy fats. She was like, I eat things like avocado and different kinds of fish. And she, she said healthy fat, fish, avocado, nuts, that sort of thing. So she was like, fuck you, husband. I'm going to correct the record. And, she, and also she said, he makes me sound boring. 
Yeah. Which is like the bigger the bigger point here. He's like, I'm, she's like, I'm not fucking lame. I go to dinner at restaurants and eat things. Like, I'm not a psycho. She's like, I'm just very disciplined. She really, I like that she used this opportunity. She's like, okay, thank you for coming. I'm, I'm really happy you're doing this story, Vogue Australia. We're gonna get to my fashion line in a second, but first, let me just refute David Beckham, international superstar's claim that I'm a boring eater because I'm not. I like to party. It's like. This- so funny. She's really concerned with this. Also, there was another article as a result. Like people are really jumping on this about how three years ago she attended the wedding of a fellow footballer, um, Sergio Ramos. And like she had such complicated demands that they changed the menu specifically for her as a wedding guest. Oh, and I'm God. just like, no chance. I'm just like, there's Bring no way that's back. true. Are you just also, it's just not true. Like, go buy yeah. her a meal or make like one thing for her. That like that's a that's on you if you can't figure out how to deal with one demanding guest. I'm sorry, chef. That is a that is a great yes. point. And I this made me team posh in this one. Yeah, me because too. Because I it's like it, it's just I just like the, the like I like public feuds through the media like in, in like an NBA Twitter way. I like it when it's a, it's when it's a, a husband and wife spouse spat through the media. That makes me happy. Um, who is the Kendrick Perkins and who's the Draymond Green of this? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not free to comment. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Two more stories. There are three more. Next, again from the New York Times. This is more of like a photo thing, but. It's really about TikTok. The New York Times has an article about gravestones that have recipes to to memorialize family members instead of like, you mm. know, mother, wife, grandmother, loving friend. But instead, they have full-on full recipes. But again, to me, I was like, oh, this is a TikTok story. Like, this is like, there's a popular TikTok account that shows these off, and now it's made it into the New York Times. And they just like found the actual people. That said, some good-looking recipes on these gravestones. Yeah. It's, there's one for mom's Christmas cookies that's in Iowa. There's They talk to this guy named Charlie McBride who's making his mom's peach cobbler. Um, there's one for fudge. And honestly, I love fudge. Never understood how it was made. So like this was pretty great for me to see. I, I was shocked at how fudge was made. It, you, you need a marble slab? What? <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, I thought you needed that for like sacrificing a chicken to like the gods. I didn't know you needed a marble slab to cool fudge. And with the fudge thing had a typo. They had the amount of vanilla wrong. Yeah. So what's happening is people were making the fudge, but it came out really runny. And they're like, and like, so the the ghost (laughs) of this woman was just haunting people being like, fix this typo. And they finally figured it out and fixed the typo, which is to me is just the, 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 oh, the crown jewel of this story. Incredible use of money. It's so funny. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. Next important food news follow up. Some people were saying that uh, there was Arizona iced tea was going for a $1 and 29 cents. In that the can, oh, I saw the can it. This had changed all over the, all over. All the can because the can said one dollar and twenty nine cents on it. Yeah, but it's not true. It was the Canadian can that said one twenty nine, mm. adjusting for uh, the difference in currency. I mean, here in America, it's still ninety nine cents. Don't worry, people. Still ninety nine cents. Thank you God. can still get your your twenty your twenty three ounce of lemonade slash sugar water for ninety nine cents. God, I love those things. I really do too. I really do too. Also, that reminds me of Slutty Vegan. They were they had a shoe deal with Steve Madden. Reminded me of how we learned about all of the great um, Arizona iced tea swag. I love I love a great collab like that. You know. Oh, I got into my elevator and I saw a guy wearing the Arizona iced tea Adidas, and I was like, "Don't say anything, Jacob. Don't say anything, Jacob." I was with my wife; she hates it when I like talk to strangers. And I was like, "Just don't." It was so hard. That was like one of the hardest twenty-five seconds of my week. That's my personal food news. <laughs> um. Okay. Booze news. 
this is this is like kind of interesting. Sonic is introducing some alcoholic beverages. They will have their iconic slushies, cherry limeade, blue raspberry, and watermelon, and they will be hard slushies available in Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Georgia, Illinois, Louisiana, Missouri, Mississippi, Nevada, New Mexico, and some other states that I'm moving on from. I don't know why I said like six of them on all nine, but whatever. <laughs> I've only been to Sonic one time, and it was a really poor experience, but I would be interested in trying this. I've never been to Sonic. On my walk to work, there's a Burger King that serves beer. Oh. And as someone who as someone who enjoys adult beverages, to me, it's I don't need that mix. Hmm. You know, it's just like I'm good. I'm yeah, you're like King with the Diet Coke. Mentally, yeah, like, I, don't, I don't. I don't need a beer with this. You know, it's like I'm not gonna like belly up to the bar at Burger King and have six. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I just I don't know. I just don't need to mix that. And much like um, edible marijuana, they make everything, all the delivery methods so kid-friendly that it's, like, terrifying when you have a bunch of little kids. I'm thinking the same thing about the slushies. Oh, like, they could accidentally like, I could totally, Yeah, I could, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it just seems like I could see some some young some young boys and girls in Alabama making a quick little mix-up, and then all of a sudden the parents are like, oh, no. Do I have to take my kid to the hospital and explain what happened at Sonic? What does happen if little kids have alcohol? I don't know. I don't want to find out. <laughs> but <laughs> they probably just get drunk and fall asleep. I'm guessing they just get drunk and fall asleep. You know, they're probably like, what's wrong with me? I don't understand. (laughs) Yeah. And you're just like, go to bed, kid. Wake up. Oh, man. All right. And don't tell anybody about what happened. It's Sonic. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. Cold slurpy drinks and a hot summer day are a match made in heaven. And your favorite refreshment just got even better. Let's talk about 7-Eleven's $1 small slurpy drink with seven rewards. It's the classic frozen fizzy treat. You can't get anywhere else. I'm a blue raspberry guy. Just know that about me. Know that I'm going to be going forward. Anytime there's a drink like this, I'm in on the blue raspberry. If you're feeling thirsty, feeling thirsty right now, how about going to visit a 7-Eleven valid through 1725? 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early, plus tax, participating U.S. stores. See app for full terms. All rights reserved. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It's taste test time. 
Yes, it is. Today, we are each doing some candies that we found in our respective locations. You are in Mexico. So why don't you Mm -hmm. tell us about what you have and you go first and then I'll tell you about mine. My Spanish used to be much better. So I'm having trouble reading the descriptions of these. Did you um, Google Google Translate? I did chocolate. No, these are, please. These are three chocolate bars and I wanted to do a chocolate bar theme. So these are chocolate bar themes, Mexican. This is a whisper. It looks like it's got, um, it looks like a stale three musketeers. Oh, I love that kind of candy. Yum. Yeah. It's got, um, it's got chocolate coating on the outside and it's sort of like a chocolate cookie in the middle, but it's kind of like a wafer vibe. I love that kind of thing. I can't, is it good? It's very three musketeers-y with a little bit of harder consistency. I don't like this kind of thing. It's like, guess what? It's chocolate covered with chocolate weight, like stuff in the middle. It's just all chocolate. They're not matching flavors for me. Interesting. Okay. Well, I, I think that sounds good. Bring it back for me. I'm having a Boyer milk no chocolate chance. mallow cup. It, it looks like a peanut butter cup, but it has whipped cream in the middle. I've never no, heard it's of ma- this. No, marshmallow in the middle. I've had those. It says whipped You're cream. You're going to see Okay, it says what? Cream, it says- it's got marshmallow consistency. Good luck. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to have one. I've never heard this before. Apparently, Boyer is um, based in Pennsylvania, and they also make um, the Clark Bar, which I have heard of. This is like a really mm. old-timey looking candy. I have a question yes. for you while I taste this. What's your stance on Charleston Chew? I almost bought one today. I haven't had one in a long time. Um, the Halloween candy-sized Charleston Chew is amazing. I have no idea why they give you a full foot of Charleston Chew like you're supposed to eat that in one sitting. That's an insane serving size. It's insane. This is really good. This mallow cup. Yeah. It's it, it, it's got a marshmallow consistency, right? Like mm-hmm. You understand how I said that. It's like a Cadbury cream egg, basically, but looks like a peanut butter cup. Mm, that was good. I liked it. Yeah, I like those. All right. All right. We have we got five minutes left, so we're going to get through this. This this one is called a milch, which milch. I find an interesting name. Milch, M-I-L-C-H. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, it's Avignana flavored, which I believe is hazelnut. It's basically a circle. It's got an inconsistent form, which I like in, in my candy bars. Um, it's basically a bunch of hazelnuts and chewy things, Rice Krispies. Like, it's kind of like um, a layer of chocolate around a layer of Rice Krispies around a layer of hazelnuts. This, this is this awesome. Why did you get such good candies? I'm jealous, man. Mm. Oh, oh, yeah. Can you bring one back yeah. for me? No. <laughs> oh, right. this is good. I'm trying mm. a zero bar. Have you ever heard of this, Jacoby? Um, yep. I don't know. Never what in my life. I don't know why it's called a zero. To m- producer Mike asked me if it had zero calories. No, it has 230. <laughs> <laughs> it's caramel, peanut, and almond nougat covered with white fudge. So it's like a white chocolate candy bar. Like this was not what I was expecting when I opened it. But I'm gonna give it a bite. Oh, it's oh, white chocolate. That's not, no. That's white chocolate is an inferior chocolate. It's an inferior chocolate. This doesn't I, I really taste I, I like anything. Oh my God. Maybe is... like if you dip a strawberry in it is the only time it's it's superior to its dark chocolate counterpart. This was not even worth one bite. Wow. Don't, don't yeah, have you, the see, zero. I saw, it with the, I saw it with the peanut butter cup one with Scotch, with cream. You mm-hmm. had a couple bites of Mallow that. Mallow cup. Yeah, this is disgusting. Uh, I do not recommend this, it. This I'm very excited about. It's called... Boo-boo Lubu. And if you see here, um, you're listening to a podcast, so you can't. It is chocolate on the outside, one layer of what looks like marshmallow, another layer that is red. I, I, it's I think it's strawberry flavored. Yeah, it, it looks I've, like I've jelly. Had, I've had that. It's really good. I love a boo-boo lubu. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Consistency jealous. is amazing. Incredible. Um, no, I will not bring one back for you. Just FYI. <laughs> Whatever. 
Mexico's got some great snacks. When I was in Mexico City like six months ago, every time I saw mm. a bodega, I was really excited. And they also have a lot of them, like a great bodega culture there. Great snacks. On to food mm, news. Those are good. Have you had anything um, good otherwise in Mexico of note? Yes. Get off the plane. Okay. Lovely resort. My wife picked it out. It's amazing. Having a great time. Love our place. Starving. Go to one of the restaurants by the beach. First order. It's, it's called traditional nachos. Mm, nachos. Yummy. Let me tell you, we're doing nachos completely different in America than they're doing nachos <laughs> here. It, it is a different dish. It is a completely different dish. It is the, it's like the tostadas are kind of like the same um, size of, of like a taco tortilla. And obviously they're fried, but they're like, you get five sort of like plates and then you can kind of like create two minutes. It's like a choose your own nacho adventure. Like I'll scoop some sour cream on this one. I'm gonna scoop some beans and put it on this one. You kind of like create your plate yourself and you can kind of like control the different variables of the nachos. It's not just like whichever one you grab, maybe it has cheese, maybe it doesn't the way it does here. I really enjoyed it. The that nachos delivery really system was completely different and it was awesome. Oh, that sounds fantastic. I'm, I'm super jealous. Um, Last night I went to have dinner by myself. Just, just wanted to, you know, get a burger. I, lo- I love There's that. There's only a few tables. I was a one. The only table available was for four. It's like a place mm. where you order and then you grab a table. I felt bad, but I grabbed the table for four. It was crowded. Like other people could have used this table. Would you be really pissed if you came and you saw me sitting alone at this four person table at this busy burger spot? If it was me with my three kids. Mm hmm. And you were sitting there and you didn't have your food yet. Mm-hmm. That's I would have. I, I, but then I what would, about my, when my food comes and there's, there's no table. Available. If you're sitting, if you're sitting there and already eating, there's nothing I can do. It's mm-hmm. like, you're there, you're eating there. I'm not going to ask you to move, but if you're just like sitting there, like holding like a, a ticket, <laughs> excuse me, with a number on it, no chance. No, I don't know. I don't, I would never say anything to you. Of course not. But I would, I would stand near you. And my body language and my children's just annoying loudness. I felt really bad about it, but I didn't know what my other options were. I was like, I'm going to be eating here. There aren't any other tables available. This is it. There's not even any bench space anywhere else. So I'm going to sit here. But I felt really bad. I just, I just wanted to put that out there for my own karma. Well, yeah. I mean, what about this? Did you scan the room to see someone who might be like wrapping up, like, you know, like crumpling up the stuff? Yeah. So then maybe you could see an opportunity where you can scoop in and leave the four top open. Yeah. And then here's another thing that happened. Then there was another guy who came by himself and he also took up another table. And I was like, should I be like, oh, we should combine? But then I would have had to talk to this stranger and I really no, didn't want no. to. Oh God. And he's going to think you're flirting yeah, and you're exactly. just like, you're just like, like, no, no, like, no, I'm doing this because I feel guilty. You're going <laughs> to yeah. make me feel a little bit better about me eating. I don't want to talk to you, dude. This is not, I, I, I don't, I'm this, this is not a marriage proposal. This is me feeling better about my eating <laughs> this situation. This is me just trying to help people get a place to eat to enjoy yeah. their burger. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Never yeah. talk to me you after this. This is, this is a conundrum, Juliet. I think we might have to put out a poll or something because you have the right to eat and sit and eat, right? I you know. have that right. Yeah. <laughs> but the restaurant needs to consider this a little bit more. Efficient. Yeah. It's also it's the restaurant's fault, but they're not they're not supposed to make tables for four. They should have like a bar or something. They should just think about it. Well, you said they had benches. They were all taken. I don't know. If you were by yourself and someone was sitting there and you didn't have a seat, would you ask if you could sit at the table? Absolutely. I would too. Yeah, I would too. Absolutely. And I would sit a dag. I would sit diagonally across. Right. 
And yeah. I would not look at the person the entire I would, time. I would have and I'd look at my phone and intensely. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be looking at my phone yeah. intensely. Yeah. yeah. No, I wouldn't even, my phone wouldn't be on. I would just be like looking like I'm looking at my phone just so we don't talk to each other and I'd eat my burger. <laughs> how was the burger? I know we have to wrap up. We always go to overtime. Just tell so, me how the burger was. It was so good. It was just absolutely delicious. Get? It was just a cheeseburger with burger sauce, pickles, lettuce, tomato. It's so fucking delicious. Onions? Raw onions? I like no, raw onions. I don't like raw onions on my burger. Mm, it was okay. really good. Well, all right, Jacobs, enjoy the rest of your time in Mexico and that boo boo loo boo. We'll be back next week. Thank you to Mike Wargon for producing this episode, as always. And we'll talk to you later. 